Hi, welcome to Diving Into Deep Waters. I'm your host, Erin Rowling, and Thanksgiving is over, and we are full-fledged Christmas time. Pumpkin spice is out, and hello, peppermint mocha. I love me a good peppermint mocha. A lot of calories, but worth it once in a while. I usually get one on my birthday, because my birthday is in December. Uh, to all you December people. As my husband says, he's always like, you know, the, you ever notice the best people are born in October? I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, I am sure you are busy shopping. Uh, gotta love online shopping, you guys. There's nothing like it. Um, your Christmas lists are made. Um, in our family, that means we send links to the things that we want. Uh, my daughter and her husband, they actually this whole year... Um, this year, I think they did it last year too. They made like spreadsheets because there's two families now. And so that way we can just go on there and we can mark off what we got. And some of you might be like, that feel, feels very unsurprisable. Is that a word? Unsurprisable? I don't think so. I just made it up. <laughs> no, it probably is a word. I don't know. But, um, because some of you, you love surprises. You love not knowing what you're getting for Christmas. But then there's some of us who are like, no, I I don't. I don't. Maybe this pie sounds terrible. It, it probably shows my heart. But I don't like getting things that I don't want, that I have no need for. And then you've got to act like you like it. I mean, you don't want to lie, but you know, like I'm one of those people that my face tells it all. So therefore, when I do receive something I don't like, I mean, I it takes a lot of effort because it's like, eh, okay, what do I do with this? I don't know what to do with this. But if you make a list and you send a link and the person gets you what's on the link, you know you're going to love it and you don't have to return it. I mean, come on. Who doesn't? <laughs> I hate returning things. I think now it's like obviously Amazon makes it so easy. But um, I don't know. That's that's just how I've always been. I, I like to get what I like. And I've raised little monsters like that as well. And my kids are exactly the same way. So we just send a bunch of links. And you know what? Here's the surprise. You send more than what is on the budget. Although my kids like... They have tried to find out what the Christmas budget is so they can exactly put on their list exactly what. And I'm like, that's not how it's going to go. You're not going to know what the budget is. So just put down a bunch of stuff. And then usually at the top of the list is like the one thing that they really want. And then from there, I decide. So there's some surprise, I guess. Um, although I think my list, I did do exactly the budget now that I think about it. <laughs> Anyways, but I know the budget. My kids don't know the budget. Anyways, that's how the rollings roll over here uh, with Christmas. Um, I have to say, I I was like getting excited about being back because I miss our conversations. I uh, had a week off for Thanksgiving and um, we went to Tennessee and that was great. I have to say, I don't love long car rides. I'm just not into it, mainly because uh, I I know I'm not old, okay, I mean, I'm getting older, but I don't know. When you get out of that car and you feel like you're 99 and because your bones are cracking and your hips won't move right and all of this stuff, like, man, I my body doesn't do great in the car, <laughs> I have found out. But, you know, 
we get there and it it was a great time. Um, it was so nice. The weather was fantastic. I uh, took a walk outside with a short sleeve uh, tank top on actually. Um, it was it was just great. We we got to sit outside and have Thanksgiving. Um, had delicious smoked turkey. I talk about food a lot, you guys, but told you before, I love food. Um, and I'm just going to tell you, that's where it's at. It's in the smoked turkey. I I have decided I can never eat regular turkey again. I just can't do it. It's It just doesn't even compare. My taste buds have tasted and they have seen that smoked turkey is good. It is so good. Um, of course, cranberry sauce is my favorite. Um, I found out this year that I converted somebody to cranberry sauce. Do you know the joy that brought my heart? They said, I didn't really care for cranberry sauce, but then I had yours and I, I now love it. I, I must have it part of my Thanksgiving. So that's my contribution to Thanksgiving is, you know, converting people to cranberry sauce. I had a little surprise this Thanksgiving because I'm all about the cranberry sauce like that. I could just eat that. I'm, I'm a happy girl. But um, the mashed potatoes, my sister-in-law's neighbors brought the mashed potatoes. And I took a bite of those things. And I only put a little bit because I was like, eh, I don't really love them. They're okay. They're they're not a must for me. I got to say, some some of the best mashed potatoes I've ever had, like in my life. They were amazing. So much so, I went back for seconds and I really didn't care about dessert. I just wanted more mashed potatoes. So that was a little bit of a, a surprise for <laughs> Thanksgiving. Don't you like that when you eat something and you're like, huh, this is this is one me over. Again, probably won't eat any other mashed potatoes because they probably don't taste as good as those ones. But anyways, um, it's great to get away. But then you got to come home. And then you got to catch up. You got to catch up on life. Uh, we got home and, you know, of course, you know, you walk in your house and you're like, oh, home sweet home. You get to sleep in your bed, which is fantastic when you have a king size bed, but you go to your sister-in-law's and she has a full size bed and you're sleeping and your husband's face is so close to you. We, we don't do that. Like we cuddle. There's probably too much information, but who cares? We cuddle and then we roll over. We have separate, separate sides of the bed. Um, yeah, that wasn't happening. I'd get up to go to the bathroom. I'd come back and like lay down and I was like, his face is right here. And he felt the same way about me. It's not like it was just me. He was like, you are so close to me, (laughs) which like I said, we like for a little bit, but then, you know, yeah, you, you, it's not our thing. I have to say it's not our thing. Um, But yeah, so got home, enjoyed sleeping in my own bed, but you get up the next morning. It's one of those feelings like where you've been gone and you're like, okay, where do I even start? It's kind of like when you've, if your room's ever been really messy or you have a project that's just like overwhelming and you're like, where do I even start? That's how I felt like, where do I even begin this week? Because you have to catch up from everything that happened while you were gone, but then the new week has a lot of stuff going on. So last week was basically there's I I love being with you guys. I love doing podcasts, but there was just no way that it was happening. And some of you were like, no podcast this week, and you just blessed my soul. 
Like, can I just tell you that when someone's like, oh, you don't have a podcast this week? It literally makes my heart like just have joy because it's like, you want to spend time with me listening. (laughs) I don't know. I can't explain it. But for those of you who did ask, hey, I just want you to know you made my day. But um, yeah, it, it wasn't happening last week. There was there was just no way um, to fit it in. But here we are, new week. Um, lots of stuff going on, but that's okay. We, we're here. We get to uh, have a conversation. And um, as you know, most of the topics for this podcast come out of my real life experience. And this week is no different. Um, let's just say last week, is sponsored by a situation that happened to me and uh, is the sponsor of this week's topic. So, (laughs) which isn't that such like a fun name, dissension? Like, that's not really a like, I don't know. Maybe some people are like, I don't want to listen to that. I don't know. But it is the topic. And um, interesting enough, which I should have not be surprised by this point when this happens, that when I think I know, I actually had a different name for it. And I was like, I'm going to go down this, this rabbit hole or whatever. And then I start, you know, just sitting before the Lord and, um, just asking for direction and start to feel him lead. And it turns out way different than what I expected. And yet so much better. (laughs) Uh, we always want to go with his ways instead of my ways. Um, but yeah, so you know, this is where we ended up. It's so when I was gone, um, I'm a little bit behind on Survivor because someone was talking about it. I was like, wait, 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 I haven't seen that part yet. (laughs) You can't tell me who got voted off because I don't know who it was, but I love Survivor. And um, it's one of my very favorite shows. I've said that before. I think I've even told you, like I even tried to try out for it. And my kids keep saying, mom, you, you really should do that. And then I look at people getting hurt and I realized, like, I read a thing about this lady, and she was like, all the the um, bug bites you get, and, like, her body's never recovered from it. I'm like, eh, I don't know if I want that. <laughs> I want the competition um, side of things, but, eh, I don't know if I want a bunch of bugs to be biting me and then have it for the rest of my life. But is that vain? That's probably vain. I don't know. But anyways, if you don't know what Survivor is, it's basically... Um, people from different walks of life, they're basically taken to this island and they're divided into tribes and then they have to compete against each other and the tribe that loses, they have to vote someone off and basically then they end up um, like merging, which the merge is such a huge deal. And then they, you know, it's a game of like outlast, outplay, you know, each other, whatever. So anyways, there's 42 seasons of Survivor. Um, I have watched them all, which I was thinking about that. That's a lot of hours um, devoted to watching a social play (laughs) reality show. Anyways, um, but yeah, so it's interesting though to me because every time a new season starts, you know, like you're, you're meeting the, the cast members and all of these different personalities and different kinds of people. But what ends up happening is when they're divided in these tribes, like they have nothing, they have no shelter, they need to find food, they need to boil water, they need to do all this stuff. So in order for that to happen, kind of organically, I would say most of the time, a leader kind of rises to the top of the group. And, and that's good. Like, 
they need someone to lead the tribe. And um, so that in the beginning, it's like, okay, everyone's fine with it. They're like, oh, look at this. And you know, they'll rave about it even like, look at this leader. Like, look at how they're, you know, orchestrating and they can build a shelter and they're amazing and all is good and fine until someone starts to not like that leader. Like, either their personality or a decision that that leader is making. And then what happens? Like, you know, that person's like, ooh, I don't really like this person. And I, why are they telling us what to do? And da 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 da, da. And so like dissension um, starts to happen in the camp. And then things start to unravel. And of course, the unraveling is what makes it good reality TV, right? It's a game. It's it's the thing that you watch and the drama of it all and everything. But it kind of hit me. Like, Survivor, like that whole idea of like this leader and then when people don't like the leader, things happen. It's a lot like real life. <laughs> I mean, think about it for a second. Like, we get unhappy with leaders. We like them, you know, we're okay with them leading until those leaders do something that we don't really like. And when we're not okay with their decisions or their leadership or what they're doing or what they're implementing or any of those things, what happens in our hearts? We have dissension. And basically, I, I of course, you know me, I like to look up the meanings of things. And dissension means disagreement that leads to discord. Now, this is not like a new concept or a new idea of like life. Like you're not sitting here going, ooh, dissension, I've never heard this word. Or wow, I've never had that in my life or never been a part of that or had that happen to me or anything like that. It's basically, and let me just say this, reality TV is not a new thing. Like obviously the TV part, like that wasn't in the Bible, but like the drama unfolding nothing new people not liking leaders nothing new this is stuff that if you read your bible at all you will see time and time and time again and I was thinking about like what um passage of scripture you know kind of goes with this and it kind of just popped into my head this story of Miriam Aaron and Moses and it, this story would make excellent TV. Like if we, honestly, I feel like most of the Bible, if you made a TV show about it, like with real like people today, like people would watch it because some of it's so bizarre and crazy and unreal. Like, I don't know. I think that's why, you know, I love when I read something and then I, it just, I don't know. I'm not just reading a story because if that's how we approach the Bible, we're really not going to get anything out of it. But for approaching, like, if you, that's why I love Adventures in Odyssey. I'm totally going on a rabbit trail right now. Um, because, like, they take stories from the Bible and they, like, make them real. I was just reading a passage of um, in Scripture and I remembered the whole Odyssey episode, um, Adventures in Odyssey, and I was like, I could envision it so well because it had depicted it so well in my mind. And that's how I, kind of how I feel with this story with um, Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, which number one, they're siblings. So right there, you've got drama because it's siblings. I mean, that just happens. I have kids that are siblings. There's drama all the time. But it's actually, this account is found in Numbers 12. 
and you have Miriam and Aaron, and they begin to talk against Moses. Now, Moses isn't just their brother, okay? He's actually their leader. And Miriam and Aaron serve under him. And so Moses, you know, they're fine with Moses. They're fine with his leadership. But, right, there's always a but. Moses marries a Cushite woman, which, you know, they were like, um, we don't agree with that decision. Um, Moses, we don't like that decision. And they kind of... They don't kind of, they cop an attitude. If you read it, it, I mean, this is what they say in verse two. They're like, has the Lord spoken only through Moses? Hasn't he also spoken through us? I mean, basically they're like, um, what's so special about Moses? Like, what does Moses have that we don't have? So these two are complaining with each other about their brother, not just their brother, their leader. Because they have an issue with his decision. And like I said, like things are fine with Moses until they don't like what he's deciding. And they're not okay with his leadership. And they disagree. And what happens when we have disagreement? It leads to discord. Now, discord is a disagreement between two people. But I saw another part of the... Um, why can't I think? Definition. (laughs) Words are hard sometimes, people. The definition um, that I really, it just kind of hit me and it was, um, so a disagreement between people, a lack of harmony. Disagreement causes a lack of harmony. I don't know if you've ever, I'm sure we all have, okay? We've all heard bad singing, but (laughs) I ever hear a harmony that's off in music and it like grates your ears, it's, it just clashes. It's, it's not the right thing. I've actually been doing a lot of research about harmony um, in this last week and just like picking out the harmony. And as a, a leader and um, as a worship pastor, I want to continue to grow in what I know and my knowledge. And I have a lot to learn. And so if um, this year, student has been my word. I shared that with you guys a long time ago, almost a year ago. And um, continuing to try to do that, become a student of, of music and what it entails so that I can grow, so that I can help my team grow, so we can all grow together. And um, it's it's interesting because I've stepped out to do a choir, which is my first time ever leading choir. Um, and they sound beautiful, by the way. I cannot wait for Christmas service. Like even my daughter was like, mom, when we break off in parts, it's just this beautiful sound. And they do, they're doing amazing. I'm so excited. Um, but I was plunking out notes and, and trying to make sure that I knew the harmony so I could teach them the harmony. And I'd hit the wrong note. And even in practice, I did that. Um, that's embarrassing. But, you know, that would happen in it, your ears. It's like, ooh, the, no, that, that's, that's not the right, right note. Um, and so it's not good. It's, it's not good when things are not in harmony together. This is the thing about discord. It gets God's attention. Now, I have... I don't think I've ever thought of this and reading this story like you can read when people are like, I've read the Bible, you know, like read it again because you're going to see stuff you never saw before. And maybe some of us are just really blind and we don't see things. And maybe it takes us, I don't know, probably 10 times to read the Bible. I don't know. But for me, this 
grabbed my attention because here you've got Aaron and Miriam who are complaining. They're in disagreement with Moses. There's a lack of harmony with the leadership of Moses. And if you go to the end of verse 2 of Numbers 12, it says this, And the Lord heard this. I read that, and I mean, it like literally jumped off the pages of my Bible where it said, and the Lord heard this. He heard their complaining. He heard their discord. And it's not like God just says, it doesn't say like, oh, God heard it and he just went about his day. Like he was like, no, first of all, the fact that it made it prominent like that and he heard this, what does he do? He confronts it. Now, there's a lot of things that we don't like as humans, right? As people, we there's a lot of things we don't like. But I would say probably at the top of the list for you and for me that we don't like is confrontation. And like, I can't speak for you specifically, but I'm guessing I we're probably on the same page as this. None of us are like, oh, you're going to confront me? Whoa. I was waiting for that. I was so excited that I was going to have to be confronted. Or if you're the person confronting, like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. I get to confront somebody. Said no one ever. <laughs> it's not pleasant to be on either side of confrontation. It's just not a fun word. It does, Nobody wants that to hear that word. Like, bleh, we, we do not like it. But discord requires confrontation. Like Aaron and Miriam found out um, where they found this out when God said, this is what he says next. He says, basically like all three of you come here and meet me at the tent meeting. He's calling them out. He doesn't dismiss it. He doesn't say, oh, well, you know, they're complaining. Oh, no. He was like, "Mm, I heard it and I'm going to confront it and I'm going to take care of this. Now, I wasn't there there when this happened with Miriam and Aaron and Moses, obviously I was not born then. But I don't know about you, but when I read that, I could feel this feeling like I had when my mom would used to say like, Aaron, Michelle, Brian, get in your room right now. (laughs) First of all, when your mom uses your whole name, you know that you're in trouble. You know she's about to confront something with you. Um, Also, um, when I came back from Africa, I lived with a host family and um, the dad, like I was in kind of like that area of dating and stuff like that. I had an attitude sometimes, like not you, Aaron. <laughs> yes, me. Um, but anyways, he would, they had this like front room to their house and it had like these um, doors that like folded out. And so it was like a little living room. And if he said to you, like, hey, meet me in the front room, and you would be like, you knew, you knew instantly, like you were sick, you were like getting called out, and you'd go in there and he'd be like, close the doors, sit down. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's literally like how, like when I read that, my stomach got kind of sick because I just felt like, like, oh no, (sighs) Like the Lord is calling you out just like when your mama did or when your dad did or, I mean, because these people were were about to get confronted. And so anyways, 
that just was like, that's just a side note. But I don't know if you could feel that when you're like, hear the Lord say like, um, hey, the three of you, you meet me at the tent. We're going to have a discussion. Like, ugh. Um, and so it goes on to say that God summoned them forward. So like they're standing there. Okay, imagine this, right? Aaron, Miriam, Moses, all standing there. And God calls Aaron and Miriam forward. Like, hey, you step forward. It's kind of like when my host dad would say like, sit down. We're going to have a talk. And <laughs> um, I think I would have thrown up, honestly. If, I mean, but God does that with us, right, too. He confronts us ugh, when we feel sick. Um, but anyway, so in verse 6, he's like, listen to my words. Do you hear the authority in that? Like, listen to my words. And then he explains to them, like, hey, and these are in Aaron's words. Moses is your leader. And I've made him the leader. So let me just ask you a little question here. You're going you're gonna to answer this question. And this is what he says. When, why then were you not afraid to speak against my service, Moses? I don't know if I was Aaron and uh, Miriam. I would have been like looking at Aaron. If I was Miriam, I'd be looking at Aaron like, are you going to answer? Do I have to answer? Who's going to answer this? Because right now we are in big... Dude, we are in trouble right now. And then it goes on to say this. The anger of the Lord burned against them and he left them. Now, if that wasn't bad enough to get called out by the Lord, then Miriam gets leprosy. And Aaron's like, um, we said some stupid stuff and we are sorry. So please ask God to take away this leprosy from Miriam. And guess what? God did. He took it away. Now, you might be thinking like, Okay, Aaron, this is hmm, extreme, extreme example of dissension. Listen, maybe, maybe it is. Maybe you're saying, so if we don't agree with our leadership, like we're going to get leprosy. No, I don't. I've never known anybody to have leprosy. But what I do think is that we don't understand that disagreement with leadership can cause harm to ourselves, others, and cause disharmony. Now, on a side note, I am not talking about abusive leadership, just so you know. We've talked about like being in abusive churches, being under abusive leadership. I've done podcasts on that. I'm just simply talking about a leader that you don't agree with. You don't agree with their decisions, you don't agree with how they run things or anything like that. So just more of just an overall, like maybe you don't like them, I don't know. But just like a normal leader, not toxic, not abusive, not we're not covering any of that with leadership. So I just wanna say that so you're not like, so Aaron told us we have to, no, I'm talking about normal leadership. Um, and maybe you're thinking, well, I, Here's the, here's the reality. I don't like how my leader leads. Okay, that's fair, right? You cannot like their leadership. I'm not telling you you have to like their leadership. But if that's how you feel about your leader, here's a question to ask yourself and one that I have asked myself as I have been under many different kinds of leaders, <laughs> all sorts of leaders, and I cannot say that I have liked them all. I cannot say that I liked all of their leadership or even liked them as a person. 
Let's just be frank, okay? But here's a question I had to ask myself. If I don't agree with the leadership that I'm under, can I still serve under them? Can I submit myself under their direction and their decisions? If you answered no, no, I can't. But you continue to be under that leader, you will begin to have dissension. And that dissension will grow in your heart and it will cause a lack of harmony with you and your leader. And it basically is like you're going to try to produce music with that person and not not actual music, okay? But music of, of life, of ministry, of advancing the kingdom, you're going to try to produce something and there's going to be a clash of notes and it will be like a sounding of a big old gong and you'll be like, it's not going to advance anything. I had a person on my worship team that they were like, I, I want to do these certain songs. And they would send them to me. Maybe I've told you this story before. I can't tell you out of 111 podcasts, I can't tell you what I've told you and what I haven't. So if you've heard it before, well, hear it again. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so they, they would send me these songs and I would listen to them, okay? I, I gave them a fair chance, um, but I didn't use any of them. And I just didn't feel a connection with them. And in order for me to lead a song, I would need to feel that that song is right for our church. I've also led tried songs and they're like, ah, they don't really work or whatever. But I always give them a fair chance. I tuck them away in my spirit, if you will. And then some of them come back and it's like, okay, this song works for now. There's a whole process to it for me personally as a worship pastor. Um... And at first, they were kind of annoyed. I could tell they were annoyed that I wasn't using any of the songs that they were sending me. Um, But that annoyance turned into like, I could definitely feel that they disagreed with me. They made it known that they disagreed with me. And um, that disagreement began to um, sow discord with other people in our worship team. To the point of them kind of asking people, um, you know, there'd be a large group of us and they'd say, hey, do you like this song? And they, the person would be like, yeah, I really like that song. And they'd look at me and say, well, Erin doesn't like it. She doesn't want to use it. Which, let me just say, don't ever do that to your leader. <laughs> That's, don't do that to anybody. <laughs> Um, leader, not leader, spouse, child, whatever, just don't do that. That never makes anybody feel good. And so basically, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to confront this because it's obviously an issue. Um, so I was just like, hey, we need to meet, meet up, and we need to talk about this. And so at the end of the conversation, I said, I just have one simple question for you that I need you to answer. And I said, can you get behind my leadership? Can you put aside your difference of opinion on what songs I pick or don't pick or whatever? And can we continue to flow together in ministry? That's a question I need you to answer. And he said, no, I can't. I would be lying if, like, I didn't expect that. (laughs) Um, Leadership will throw you some curveballs, you guys. Um, it's funny to me when people are like, I want leadership. And I'm like, hmm, do you? <laughs> it can throw you some stuff and it will leave you so humbled sometimes. Like, 
sorry, probably emotional, um, so incredibly low and, and God uses it. Um, so when he said that I, it hurt, it stung, but at the same time, I respected him for knowing that that was not a place that he could put himself. He couldn't put himself under me and us be able to do what we needed to do to be a cohesive um, worship team. And, uh, you know, that was just the situation. And so here's the thing. If you can't get behind your leader and you can't feel follow the direction um, that they feel to lead in, then I say this in all the love in my heart, but remove yourself from under their leadership. Because if you don't, it will only cause dissension in your heart. It's just a fact. There's no way around it. If you are constantly grumbling and complaining in your heart, and maybe it's maybe you've never even said anything to anybody, but it's in your heart. You don't think the Lord sees that? You don't think that he's aware of that? And he's going to confront it in you and say like, okay, listen, are you need to take care of this. And if you're like, why are you talking to me, Erin? Listen, I, like I said, I've been in situations when I first started leading worship by myself, like kind of released to... Um, lead the entire team. Um, I had an idea of how I wanted to do that. And so I was doing what I wanted to do. And my leader, um, who was actually the um, pastor's wife, she pulled me aside and she told me specifically like how she wanted me to lead. And she was like, you know, I want you to do this. I don't want you to do that. You I would like you to, you know, she was very specific. And I'm I'm not going to sit here and say I was like, okay, sure, no problem. My ego was hurt. My pride rose up like, uh, excuse me, I think what I'm doing is right. And I'm pretty sure I'm being spirit led and all of this stuff. And um, yeah, <laughs> so I've been there. But then I got a little call out from Jesus as I often do, man, we, right? God's good at calling us out. It was like a moment, like Miriam and Aaron, like, a, um, meet me, meet me, uh, in my presence, Aaron, and let's have a little talk and you step forward. And, um, this is the leader that I've put into place and you're under her and either you submit to her or remove yourself. But I also knew in that moment, here's the other thing. Sometimes you want to remove yourself, but think about this. Maybe there's things you need to learn. See, we get confronted about something and our reaction is to turn and flee. That is human nature. In that moment, I was like, well then, yeah, I don't want to be a part of this team. And God was like, excuse me, no. You have a lot of learning you need to do and it's going to be under this leader. I have put this leader over you and you're going to grow and I did. I I grew under her leadership. She was a fantastic leader. Um but did she confront me on things? Yes. Did she make me uncomfortable? Yes. Did I like it? No. <laughs> but in that moment, I I'm I definitely probably had like discord in my heart. I was grumbling about it. But the Lord was like, we're going to sh- we're going to call this out and we're going to shut this down because this is not going to help you 
in the giftings I've given you. And it's not going to help this leader to have somebody that has dissension in their heart. See, your dissension doesn't just affect you. It affects the person that's trying to lead. We make a lot of things about ourselves because we're selfish, right? We are. We're human. That's what we do. But our what we do, it affects others around us. So guess what I needed to do? I had to go to her. I had to apologize. I submitted myself fully and completely under her leadership. I would ask her things before I would do them. I would. I learned so many things under her um, that have been invaluable to me as um, going under other people's leadership and also becoming a leader myself. And um, yeah. It was humbling. It was such a humbling experience. I wish I could say it was the last time God humbled me, but no, not true. It happens all the time. But with this account, it just uh, shows like God hears our dissension and he's willing to call us out on it. Not fun. But there's something else that I want to talk about here that really wrecked me. And again, never saw this but it really affected me because it says, and he left them. That's a powerful thought. He had no part in what was happening with Miriam and Aaron. It says he left them. See, God will remove his blessing and his presence when we allow ourselves to open the door to disagreement and invite it in, and that sows discord and dissension in our hearts. If you read through the Old Testament, you will see so many times that the Israelites had to go into battle. And most of the time, they had the victory. But every once in a while, they would go, they were confident, and then they would lose. And then they would come back from the battle and... Go before the Lord and say, God, why did we lose? And God's, for one reason or another, he would say, because I removed my presence from you. I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but life is a constant battle. And I don't think we can afford to be losing battles because God has removed his presence from us because we have answered to the the door to things that God will not have a part in. I have struggled with how to wrap this up because I feel like it's a little heavy. But at the same time, here's what I want to leave you with. Dissension will come a knocking at your door. There will be times that you disagree with leadership. You disagree with how things are run. You disagree with the decisions being made or what somebody expects of you. Or, I mean, it's, it's par for the course. It's life, right? Those things are going to happen. And dissension will be right there. Because listen, if the enemy cannot get into your church or your life through other ways, he'll, he looks for the smallest crack, the smallest thing, and he will pray on it, and he is right there waiting like, oh, you don't like how that leader did that? Oh, okay, well, you know, are they really a good leader? You know, man, isn't the enemy, I mean, what did he say to Eve? Like, oh, did God really say that? Why would he keep something good from you? 
oh, your leader made that decision? Why would they want to hold you back? Why would they make that decision? Why would they make that choice? He's right there looking for it, knocking, and it's up to us. It's up to me. It's up to you. Do we answer the door or do we shut it down? And listen, do your leader a favor. If you cannot get behind them, do not hold yourself back and do not hold your leader back for being able to advance the kingdom of God. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's about, you guys. It's about, I'm getting preachy, about advancing the kingdom of God. And when you allow that dissension into your heart, God is like, I don't have a part of that. That's not okay with me. And I'm going to call it out. And if you don't want to receive it, he says he left them. He was like, not, not doing this. I don't know about you, but I can't afford to have God leave his presence out of my life. I need it. I'm a wreck without it. I'm a wreck with it, (laughs) let alone without it. It all comes back to this in just a place that I have been in the last week, two weeks. It's just that but that verse, and I can't get away from it. Maybe it's becoming a life verse, but search me, O Lord, and know my heart. Lord, show me if there's any thing. What have I allowed into my heart? What have I allowed into my thoughts? And Lord, confront those things. Ugh, that doesn't sound fun. But yet, out of when he can. Does he con- he confronts those that he loves. He chastens those that he loves. So if you feel convicted in any way capacity of this podcast, it's because he loves you. And he wants to have a part of your life. He doesn't want to take his presence from you. So, search us, O Lord. Lord, that we would never give any room for the enemy No crack in the door for him to slip his foot in to cause dissension in our hearts against those that you have placed in leadership. Lord, help us to to see the bigger picture of the kingdom. That's what we're after. To win people for you, to go after advancing the kingdom that you have for eternity. We love you, Jesus. We thank you. And everybody said, Amen.